He cared more about making others laugh than he did about making himself laugh. Hello, everybody. My name is Bishop Freesh, and I want to welcome you to My Life Through Music, where I talk about the songs and music that were either there at the time or describes thoughts, feelings, or emotions that I had or experienced during those particular places and during those particular times. And the song that represents these memories is He Walked on Water by Randy Travis, released in 1989. It's a country song, and I think that's very appropriate for these memories because the first few years were spent living on a farm. Uh, it was a farm that my grandfather had. And when you hear this song and you hear the harmonica and you hear the acoustic guitar and, of course, the incredible voice of Randy Travis, it just sets the tone for life on a farm. It does for me, at least. And the song is about somebody recalling memories of their grandfather and how that person felt, who obviously they, they felt and thought the world of him, just like I did, along with my brother and our three cousins, who were obviously his, his other grandchildren. There are so many reasons why uh, these memories are vivid in my mind. Um, number one is when I hear this song, it takes me back to the farm, and it takes me back to the memories of my grandfather. But the second reason is because due to the nature of my work, I have been driving by this property where this farm was located in the early 70s and mid-70s twice a day for the last five years. I mean, I am literally brought face-to-face with my past and my beginning. Um, I know that not everybody listening is is probably local, but... Um, the farm was located on 35th Avenue and Lower Buckeye out here in Phoenix. And it was on the southwest corner, a little bit west of that intersection there, um, right by where the train tracks come across. And I don't know how much land he had there at the time, but as a toddler, I mean, it, it seemed like it went on forever. And I remember he had a trailer on the western side of the property and it, underneath this tree, this big, huge tree. And uh, it's still there to this day. It's still there, that tree. And my mom and dad had a small, little bitty house on the east side of the property. And some mornings, not every morning, but my grandfather would walk over across the farm uh, to that house and he would get me and he would just let me follow him around. Um, all over the farm while he fed the horses and fed the cattle and fed the pigs. And um, he had a, a dog. I remember he had a beautiful German shepherd named Chief. And everybody loved Chief. He was such a good dog. He was such a gentle dog. And, you know, he was the kind of dog you can go up and just grab his ears and grab his tail, and he wouldn't even care. But he was a good dog, and he was always working. That's what my grandfather referred to. He was always working. And when I say working, what I mean is he was always in and around spaces, moving around the farm, in and out of places, and, and just going around the entire perimeter of that farm. And as he would come by, 
and after doing his rounds, quote unquote, uh, he would go across us and my grandfather would point to him and say, there he goes. See him? Look at him. There he goes. That's a good dog right there working. And um, as the song would suggest, um, he wore starched white shirts is what the song says about this man. Uh, not my grandfather. No, he did not wear starched white shirts. He just wore, uh, you know, T-shirt, um, a long sleeve uh, cowboy shirt with cowboy hat and jeans or overalls. And that was it. That's all he wore, you know. And um, also the song would suggest that it was this person's mother's father, if I have it right. Um, but in this case, this would be my my dad's father. And uh, my grandfather didn't live to be 90 years old, uh, again, as the song would suggest. But everything else, everything else describes him exactly, especially how I felt about him, along with, you know, obviously my brother and my three cousins. But getting back to the, the song, it says, if the story was told, only heaven knows. I mean, that's him. That's him. He was a great, great storyteller, and he had a million stories. And when he was done telling a story, you really didn't know if it was true or not. He was that good. And sometimes I remember looking over at my dad, and he would just roll his eyes and shake his head gently, and, to, and he would look at me as if to say, no, nah, man, that's not even close to being true. But it was a good story. <laughs> and and uh, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the story about how my grandfather acquired Chief, his, his dog, the German Shepherd, was that he won him in a poker game, which is possible because my grandfather played poker all the time. And as the story goes... Um, he had won Chief in a poker game, and he won him from, and there's two different versions of this story. Version, the first version is that he won him from a Native American guy who had already named him Chief. And then the second version is that he won him from the Native American guy that he knew and then named him Chief after that. And as the story goes Literally, only heaven knows. And I've asked several people. I've asked my dad. I've asked my, my aunt, um, you know, how true is this story? And you get, you know, several different answers. Some say, yeah, that's how he got it. And some just shake their head and go, no, not even close. <laughs> so you just don't know. Um, and then when it talks about tying a cord to the end of a mop, um, again, that brings memories of us playing games that we had we played so many games together especially when we got older and uh, he would come and sit with us while my parents would occasionally go out and there was one game in particular I remember and it was a silly game where he would sit on the couch um, and he watched TV and we would just just run by him and we were little kids and we would just aggravate him and annoy him and we would just tap him and you know we, we you know just 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 poke him and <laughs> and and he would reach out and try to grab us and uh on occasion he would grab us and pull us in and we'd have to sit on the couch with him until the other person could come by and tag the person who was quote unquote in jail and then they would be released 
And there was also um, a section on the floor, a section on the floor where if you were standing there and my grandfather reached up and pulled the imaginary lever, you were standing on a trap door. And then if he pulled the lever and you were standing there at the time, you would go down the trap door and you'd have to go to jail. And, and uh, sometimes we wouldn't even be in the area where the imaginary trap door was and he just reach up and he'd pull the lever and say trap door i got you and we'd be like what are you talking about i mean we, we're not even standing the, on the trap door the trap door's over there he's like no 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 i changed it and like you can't change it in the middle of the game and but that's what he would do you know and um when the the night would come to a close and uh we were winding things down we would always get ice cream and uh <laughs> it was funny because it would almost be ritualistic you know he would uh, grab the bowls he'd get one for me and my brother we'd get some spoons there and he'd get one for him you know and he'd get the ice cream out of the freezer and he would take the ice cream scooper and he would take just a little bit of ice cream and he'd flick it into my brother's bowl and then he'd take another little bit of ice cream and he'd flick it into my bowl and then he'd he'd push the bowls over to us and he'd say, there you go, boys. Enjoy that ice cream. <laughs> and we would just be looking at each other all confused and stuff. Go, what are you talking about, Grandpa? There ain't no ice cream in here. And then, you know, the joke was over. And he'd fill, you know, our bowls up. And we'd sit down and we would enjoy our ice cream together. Um, I also remember when uh, we got a little bit older, uh, across the street where we moved uh, a little bit later on in life. Um, I was probably around 12 uh, my brother was probably about nine. Uh, there was a family across the street who had a lot of property and they had built a roping arena. And on the evenings that they would be out there roping and my grandfather would be with us, we would he would take a chair and we would just walk across the street and he'd set it up and we would just watch. You know, we would just watch him and he just enjoyed being around that, you know, because he was, you know, it, it would bring back memories of what he used to do as, as a young man. And it, he just liked being around it, you know. And um, it would always be, I remember, on the other side of the arena where the tack room was, there was always this, this little shelf. And it was always like this old transistor radio of some sort. And it was always playing a country song. And I think it was probably... KNIX was the station at that time. I think it might have been the only country station. Um, and it's still around. It's still around. But you, there would always be a staticky country song on that radio, which kind of just made the mood, you know? It was so awesome. And uh, we would take, he would have a, he would, he would, he would uh, dip uh, tobacco and then he would always leave it out for us and we would steal it and we'd go around the corner and put a dip in and think we were about something, you know, and, and he'd sit there and he would, you know, sip bourbon and watch and, um, you know, watch until they were done, you know. But after a while, when my grandfather got up in years, he eventually had a stroke and it was a pretty bad one. And uh, he was, uh, had to be placed in an assisted living facility and when the song says, and Lord, I cried the day he died, my mind takes me back to specifically the day of his funeral. And on that morning, I remember I was sitting on my bed. I was sitting on the edge of my bed 
and I was listening to music, and I was probably 17 at the time, and I was listening, maybe 18, and I was listening to, check this out, I was listening to Pink Floyd, The Final Cut, and I don't, I think the reason why I was listening to that was that in that record, it's a great record, um, there is a lot of reference to uh, World War II, I believe, and I was just, I don't know, making a connection of some sort. And my dad comes into my room while I was sitting there listening to music, and he sat down, you know, next to me, and he he says, uh, hey, listen, you know, we're leaving in a few minutes, and I'd like you to be ready, and I just, I just don't want us to be late, you know. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I turned to him, and I don't know why I said this, but I said to him, I said, I can't cry. And the way I explained it was because, to me, he died when he went into the hospital. He died when he had to be placed in the assisted living facility. The, the jolly barrel-chested of a man who talked to everyone around him, told stories to anybody who would listen, and chased us around the house and lifted us up, each of us, in one arm, was resigned to a hospital bed. And to me, that's when he died. And... I explained that to my dad and, you know, listening, he just kind of slapped me on the knee and stood up and then he walked towards the door and then he turned around and just kind of gave me that, that fatherly tacit head nod, you know, as if to say, yeah, I understand. I understand. And then walked out. And I remember at the funeral, um, each of us grandkids we had a, a single red long-stemmed rose that we were to place on the casket at the close of the ceremony. And I remember when it was my turn, I had the, the rose in my hand. And I was clutching it, you know, in, my, in a fist, you know. And I walked over almost robotically to the edge of the casket before they lowered him in down into the ground. And I just reached out like a robot, and I placed my hand over the casket, and I just let it go. I let the, the rose go, and I remember it just falling through the air, you know, and onto the casket in slow motion. And it was at that point that I started to cry. And you ever have one of those moments where just, a gazillion memories come flooding into your mind in like a half a second. Well, that was, that was, that was, that was how I was feeling. And I just let it all out. And I turned around and I went back to where the grandchildren were standing in a line uh, where my cousins and I were standing. And I felt relief. I felt relief. And I felt relief for two reasons. Um, the first reason is because I wasn't the only one crying. 
I was I was glad that I wasn't the only one there just crying my eyes out. But the second reason is because I was I was relieved because it was over. You know, um the suffering. His suffering and our suffering. And that's why I chose this song to represent the first memories of my life being down there on the farm because that's where it all began. And as I get ready to finish up this episode, if you want to call it that, I, I just want to ask us all a couple of questions, you know, to, to get us to think. Because I believe that it's important to remember our past. Not live in it, but remember it so that we, we never forget who we are or where we have come from. So I just want to ask a few questions. Where were you born? And what was it like? What do you remember about it? What feelings and emotions come up? Is there somebody in your life similar to the person in the song or similar to my grandfather, the way I described him. Who were they and what were they like? How did they influence you? And finally, what song or songs would you play to remember them? You know, that old farm... It's it's not there anymore. And the property is there, but it's not a farm anymore. As a matter of fact, it's an old metal scrapyard. But after driving by it twice a day for the past five years, as I drive by there, I still see that trailer underneath that tree. I see that table out in front where we drank soda, ate sandwiches. I see the stacks of the hay bales in the back. I see the corral and I see Chief just trotting around that farm. And yeah, I see my grandpa walking across that farm, walking on water. I encourage you to Listen to this song and allow it to be the glue that kind of holds my words together in this podcast. I know that you'll, you'll understand what I'm, what I'm saying. Um, if you haven't heard it in a while or if you've never heard it, however you access your music today, I, I, I really encourage you to go check it out and listen to it. And once again, this is why this song is in my My Life Through Music playlist. And I want to thank you for being with me. And I look forward to being with you in the next podcast. Thank you. <laughs>